The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the U.S. Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. This is the American Veteran Show. Proud to finally say these two words. Welcome home. Dedicated to those who have worn the uniform. Tremendous national asset. Dedicated to our active duty men and women. They came not as conquerors, but as liberators. Dedicated to presenting issues, topics, and interviews highlighting their commitment to our country. I want to thank the courageous men and women who serve their country in uniform. Less than 1% of the population of our country chooses to serve our country in the military. The other 99% of us, we owe them. Online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephen Tubbs. Welcome to this week's edition of the American Veteran Show. As always, thank you so much for joining us. Brand new episode coming up on this Sunday for the next hour. We will start off with, uh, I, I guess, a sense of mourning with five Marines who were killed this past week in an aviation accident in southeastern California. We'll talk about that. And would you know that just uh, within 48 hours later, a Navy helicopter crashed also in that same general area. We will talk about that in our next segment. It was just a week ago, last weekend, in fact, that astronauts of Apollo 1, of course, the three that sadly lost their lives on launch pad 34 at the Kennedy Space Center. Well, now they are memorialized forever at Arlington National Cemetery. We will talk about that. And then we'll kind of go back because this past Monday was the 78th anniversary of D-Day. Just a little bit more on that incredible amphibious assault. We could not do programs like this without our presenting sponsor, Attorney John Boson at Boson Law, B-O-E-S-E-N, BosonLaw.com, fighting on behalf of veterans every single day. Their number, 303-999-9999. First, we begin with what happened this past weekend, and one of the Marines, as of our record time, has been positively identified. The Osprey has a history of crashes. In fact, one of the deadliest crashes was back in 2000, down near Tucson, when 19 Marines were killed. We have a military aircraft down Highway 78, just west of Coachella Canal Road. The latest crash for the MV-22 Osprey, this one just across the California border from Yuma. At this time, they advised five souls on the aircraft. The Marine Corps says all five Marines on board were killed. It's the latest crash in a long history of Osprey crashes. The MV-22 Osprey is the only military aircraft of its kind. Its rotors can tilt up like a helicopter and down so the Osprey can fly like a plane. But that ability has come with problems. In 2000, an Osprey coming from Marine Corps Air Station Yuma crashed near Marana during a training exercise. All 19 Marines were killed. Military service members across the country and around the world every day are training. And there's, there's risk associated with that training. And unfortunately, we had a situation where we lost we lost Marines yesterday. One of those, a 21-year-old Marine from Flagstaff, Eric Martinez. His high school counselor talked to 12 News 22 years ago. He wanted to experience life. He wanted to, to get out there and just do and make a difference. 
That crash in Marana led to the Osprey being grounded for a time. Over its service history, 51 people have been killed in Osprey crashes. To the untrained eye, you look at a crash site and it just looks like a bunch of nothing, a lot of broken bits and pieces. Anthony Brickhouse is the director of the crash lab at Embry-Riddle Aeronautical University in Florida. He has 24 years of crash investigation experience. Brickhouse said those past crashes will play a part in this latest investigation. We always go back and we look at the history of the aircraft. And obviously the V-22 um, has had some mishaps in the past that have, have unfortunately um, killed several service members, and, and this is just the latest. The Marine Corps has not released the names of the five Marines killed in Wednesday's crash. That from an Arizona television station. Again, as of our record time, one has been positively identified. And, of course, you know the five were all young. 21-year-old Nathan Carlson of the Rockford, Illinois area. His uncle said that he was one of the five that were killed. Now, this was not the only crash in that general area just this past week. In fact, last Thursday, no fatalities, but a Navy helicopter went down also in rural Southern California and the desert area out there. It was just a day after the five were killed in the Osprey crash. It occurred in a training range near El Centro, California, out in Imperial County. As mentioned, the Osprey has certainly been controversial. A new aircraft. On April 24th, 1980, the United States Armed Forces launched Eagle Claw, a critical operation as they attempted to rescue 52 staff members from the United States Embassy in Tehran, Iran. Many obstacles and failures hindered the mission. Even before arriving at the destination, three of the eight American helicopters sent to the area suffered from hydraulic problems or encountered sandstorms. An agreement had been signed by President Jimmy Carter, stating that if fewer than six helicopters remained operational, the mission would have to be aborted. And even though they only needed four to carry it out successfully, Eagle Claw was canceled. As the aircraft prepared to return to their base, one of the last remaining helicopters crashed into a transport aircraft containing both servicemen and jet fuel. The ensuing fire destroyed the vehicles and caused eight casualties. The massive failure of this much-debated operation demonstrated the need for a new aircraft capable of vertical takeoff and landing, as well as carrying combat troops at high speeds. Consequently, the Department of Defense launched the Joint Service Vertical Takeoff Landing Experimental Program, or JVX, in 1981 under U.S. Army leadership. And the Marine Corps also joined, as their CH-46 Sea Knights were already aging, and they recognized the potential of these aircraft to participate in amphibious operations. Development. In December of 1981, a request for proposal for preliminary design work on the Joint Service Project was issued. The V-22 was the first aircraft program to be designed from scratch to meet the needs of all four services, the Marine Corps, the Air Force, the Army, and the Navy. Aerospatial, Bell Helicopter, Boeing Verdal, Grumman, Lockheed, and Westland also expressed interest in the project, but the planners encouraged them to form teams. Bell and Boeing Vertol submitted their proposal by February of 1983, and they were awarded a preliminary design contract in late April. By early 1985, the JVX aircraft was designated V-22 Osprey, and by March, six prototypes were on the production line. Work was split evenly between both companies, while Bell handled the wings, nacelles, drive system, rotors, tail services, aft ramp, engine installation, and final assembly, Boeing manufactured and integrated the fuselage, avionics, cockpit, and flight controls. In 1987, General Dwayne H. Cassidy, then Commander-in-Chief of the Military Airlift Command, expressed his enthusiasm for the Osprey Project, quote, Asking what good is the V-22 is like asking what good is a newborn baby. It can do almost anything you can imagine, and I have a big imagination. 
I see a big role. It will have a major role in special operations forces, in short airlift, and in combat rescue. And it will have a major role in low-intensity conflicts of all sorts. It will be an amazing airplane. The Osprey was the first aircraft development project to be designed entirely on a computer with digital designs, saving time and resources. The system also allowed for immediate and effective communication between Boeing Bertels plant in Philadelphia and Bell Helicopters Fort Worth facilities. Their creation was also the first major military aircraft design whose airframe was made almost entirely of composite materials, a quarter of the weight of standard aluminum. On May 23, 1988, the first B-22 was rolled out of Bell's Flight Research Center. However, the program immediately ran into complications that would hinder its development for over a decade. In addition, with the Cold War winding down and decreasing defense funds, budget cutters believed the B-22's mission could be accomplished with cheaper, more traditional helicopters. Still, the Osprey persevered and survived numerous cancellation attempts, even in the face of several high-profile accidents and ever-increasing costs. That from Dark Skies on YouTube. If you want to see the entire thing, just put in Dark Skies Osprey in the YouTube search bar. As we heard earlier in this segment, again, in addition to the five that were killed on the Osprey or in this crash last week, a total of 51 people have died in Osprey accidents And there have been more than a dozen of those crashes. We'll continue to follow this story, most certainly. And that wraps up the first segment. When we come back on the other side of our break. This is a CBS News special report. This is Mike Wallace at the CBS Newsroom in New York. America's first three Apollo astronauts. We will talk about Apollo 1 and the disaster on the launch pad with three astronauts who sadly and tragically burned alive. Well, there is a positive. There is now a permanent memorial at Arlington National Cemetery. We'll talk all about that coming up next. Glad you're with us. Much more to come. We are just getting started. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. News Talk 710, KNUS. Hi, it's Stefan Tubbs. As a veteran, you've likely had to push yourself through difficult times and tough circumstances. And as a veteran, you've received the training to overcome and persevere. But sometimes that keeps veterans from reaching out and getting the financial help they're entitled to. If you are a veteran or you know of one who has transitioned to civilian life and is struggling now to work or unable to work due to injuries received while serving, you could qualify to receive Social Security disability benefits. If you qualify, this is money to help you while you recover and work to get back into the workforce. Attorney John Boson, founder of Boson Law, a law firm with lawyers dedicated to helping veterans who are unable to work. They can help get you those Social Security disability benefits. If you're a veteran who can't work or you know of one, call Boson Law for a free consultation. Boson Law, attorneys who understand. Call 303-999-9999. That's 303-999-9999. J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling is your source for junk hauling, decluttering, demolition, cleanouts, and e-waste recycling. Whether it's clearing out an entire home, one room, or commercial space, J-Dog provides the best service at very competitive prices. Trust J-Dog to haul it out without you having to lift a thing. They are veteran-owned, operated, and hiring. Visit them at veteran-junkbizco.com. That's veteran-junkbizco.com. 
You've seen the damage. You've seen the graffiti. You've seen enough to make you sick. Is this the Denver you want? Of course not. And we are going to expose it and make change. Mountain Time Media is, unfortunately, proud to present our latest film, Denver in Decay. We'll unveil the ugly truth about the city in 2020. Denver in Decay, a Stefan Tubbs film, because enough is enough. Denver in Decay. Stay tuned. If you frequent Cherry Creek North, stop into the best art gallery in the area, Fascination Street Fine Art. For years, it's been one of my favorite places to browse and buy. From classic names to new artists, Aaron and Sandy always have a huge selection at Fascination Street. There's something that would look great in your home. As proud sponsors of the American Veteran Show, tell them Stefan sent you, and all veterans and their families get 10% off all art and framing. Third in Detroit, in Cherry Creek, it's Fascination Street Fine Art. Be sure to tell them you heard about them on the American Veteran Show. I'm Dwayne France, a combat veteran and clinical mental health counselor, and I've been in your shoes. That's why I'm proud to be part of the Colorado Veterans Health and Wellness Agency. Oftentimes, talking with someone about your experiences is the first step to transitioning, strengthening the family, and simply feeling better. Our deployments, our services, it doesn't just impact us. The Colorado Veterans Health and Wellness Agency can help. We're a grant-based mental health counseling service professionally affiliated with the Family Care Center of Colorado Springs, and we specialize in providing mental health counseling services to veterans and their spouses. Mental health issues shouldn't be dealt with alone. We're here to help. Call us directly at 719-540-2136. That's 719-540-2136. You can also find us online at FCCSprings.com. That's FCCSprings.com. More info as well at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Make spring spicy with our friend Danny Cash and his hot sauce. Danny Cash hot sauce, the place to shop in Denver for unique drink mixes, salsas, barbecue, and, of course, tons of hot sauce. They've got a variety of heat temperatures for you and flavors for just about any palate. Try Danny's best seller and first sauce from 20 years back, the Garlic Serrano Hot Sauce. So good and so versatile. Summer's coming. They're loaded with several different barbecue sauces as well. See them in the Riverpoint Shopping Center. Hamden in Santa Fe. Tell them Stefan sent you dannycash.com. Now, back to the American Veteran Show. Here's Stefan Tubbs. Welcome back to the American Veteran Show as we continue. You know, it was earlier this year that we did our annual look at remembering the three Apollo 1 astronauts who met death as they were trying to get ready to go into space. And, of course, we remember Gus Grissom, Ed White, and Roger Chaffee. But just this past week, they have now been officially and now will forever be memorialized at Arlington National Cemetery. It was on January 27th, 1967, that America heard this. This is a CBS News special report. This is Mike Wallace at the CBS Newsroom in New York. America's first three Apollo astronauts were trapped and killed by a flash fire that swept their moonship early tonight during a launch pad test at Cape Kennedy in Florida. Virgil Gus Grissom, 40 years old, one of the original Mercury astronauts, the first American astronaut to go twice into space. Edward White, 36 years old, the first American to walk in space. And rookie astronaut Roger Chaffee, 31 years old, training for his first space flight, Apollo 1, scheduled for February 21st. These three astronauts were aboard their spaceship 10 minutes from a simulated liftoff at Cape Kennedy when the fire hit at about 6.30 tonight. They were inside their spaceship, pressurized, buttoned up inside their spacesuits when the fire hit. 
A closed-circuit television camera was relaying pictures of the astronauts lying on their backs inside the spacecraft atop the two-stage Saturn I. There was a flash, and that was it, according to a NASA spokesman watching the television screen in the blockhouse a few hundred yards away from launch pad 34. The screen went blank, and he said there was no communication from the astronauts. They died silently and apparently swiftly. Their bodies have been left in the spacecraft, according to the latest information from the Cape, pending an investigation into the disaster. President Johnson tonight mourned the death of the three astronauts. He said they gave their lives in the nation's service. Our brave men in uniform, whether in Vietnam or seeking the frontiers of the future, he said, mourn with all of us the tragic loss of three gallant and dedicated airmen. That from CBS newsman Mike Wallace. Grissom and Chaffee, they are already interred at Arlington. Ed White, he was buried at the Military Academy at West Point. But to this point, as of you know two weeks ago, there was really nothing there at Arlington. That now has changed. At the height of the Cold War space race, a launch pad fire killed three Apollo astronauts. It was the first tragedy of the American space program. This week, more than half a century later, the accident, the crew of Apollo 1 was honored with a monument at Arlington National Cemetery. Chris Van Cleve reports. Abandoned decades ago, Cape Canaveral's Launch Complex 34 sits in a seemingly somber silence. Largely off-limits to the public, it's where the first American lives were lost, reaching for the stars. Is this hollowed ground? This is. This is hollowed ground because of the tragedy of Apollo 1 and the three lives lost here. Jamie Draper is the director of the Air Force Space and Missile Museum. The incident really shook not only the space program, but America to the core. On January 27, 1967, three weeks before the launch, the crew of Apollo 1 suited up and arrived here for a dress rehearsal inside their command module, 218 feet atop a Saturn 1B rocket. Mission commander Gus Grissom, a veteran of the Mercury and Gemini missions, senior pilot Ed White, the first American to walk in space, and Roger Chaffee, a respected Navy pilot training for his first space flight, orbiting the Earth in the new Apollo capsule. But three hours into the test, disaster. This is a CBS News special report. America's first three Apollo astronauts were trapped and killed by a flash fire that swept their moonship early tonight during a launch pad test at Cape Kennedy in Florida. The capsule had been pressurized with pure oxygen. A spark from faulty electrical wiring likely ignited the flash fire. It took five minutes for rescuers to open the hatch. By then, it was too late. So again, with our Just days before the fatal fire, Grissom spoke to CBS News. The possibility of a catastrophic failure bother you at all, sir? No, you sort of have to put that out of your mind. You just plan as best you can to take care of uh, all of these eventualities. And uh, you get a well-trained crew, and you go fly. Though the country asked itself whether the moon was worth this human cost, the Apollo program pressed on. Hey, 
less than two years after the Apollo 1 incident, Apollo 7 launched from this complex with all of the lessons learned from Apollo 1 incorporated. And it led to Apollo 8, eventually Apollo 11. Without their sacrifice, the program would not have been reconfigured and we would not have made it to the moon. Go and throttle up. But tragedy struck NASA again in 1986. Obviously a major malfunction. Columbia, Houston, com check. And 2003. Lock the doors. Copy. The 14 lives lost in the space shuttle Challenger and Columbia accidents were honored with memorials at Arlington National Cemetery. But not Apollo 1, even though Grissom and Chaffee were laid to rest there decades earlier. It was a easy visual to see this is missing. Lance Bush runs the Challenger Center founded by the families of that shuttle accident. In 2015, he and many in the space community started pushing for an Apollo 1 monument at Arlington. If you ask somebody what's this country's greatest achievements, I mean, uh, I'm certain that walking on the moon is going to be in the top three, but that was built on the shoulders of a lot of people and a lot of sacrifice. And the Apollo 1 crew, it's a really important story and that can be told there at Arlington. Finally, this week, 55 years after the accident, Apollo 1 story got its missing chapter. A new memorial to the crew was dedicated Thursday on hand where Chaffee's daughter Cheryl, White's daughter Bonnie, and Grissom's brother Lowell. Well, it was very solemn, long time coming. It's very nice that uh, we could finally get this done. This is all so appropriate for all three of the guys, and I'm very, very proud of, of my dad, and I just sort of wanted to have everybody remember, all three. You know, they were family men, but they were professionals. They were daring, and they had fun, you know. Um, they were just, just great people, and I would like to see people really go and look into who they were. In designing the monument, the families had one request, a Latin motto carved in stone, ad astra per aspera, a rough road leads to the stars, a message of perseverance that helped carry man to the moon. That from CBS News. And as we wrap up this segment, at the actual ceremony at Arlington. These are the guys who have blazed the trail for the rest of us. And the rest of us is all of us especially now what NASA is doing in the heavens. It's extraordinary how we are reaching out back to the very beginning. And you'll see first light from the new telescope back to the very beginning. The formation of the gases that formed the first galaxy and that's coming in a month. We'll see that. And all of this has been built on the shoulders of the people who have sacrificed. Some in accidents that should have been prevented. Uh, certainly uh, of the three uh, major ones that we observe on the day of remembrance, uh, at the end of January each year, Apollo 1, Challenger, and Columbia. But the innumerable people that gave their lives in training accidents in preparation uh, for this 
wonderful experience that we have all participated in called America's Space Program. So we honor these three today who were guided by a spirit of discovery and I might say a love of country. Blessings to those family members who remember their loved ones and rest in peace to the Apollo 1 crew. They are also memorialized at what's called the Space Mirror Memorial. That's at NASA's Kennedy Space Center. The hatch from that command module is on display nearby. And as we wrap up, craters both on the moon and the hills of Mars have been named for Grissom, White, and Chaffee. When we come back, a final look, at least for now, last week, the 78th anniversary of D-Day. That comes up next. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. Isn't it about time to book that vacation? Hi, it's Stefan Tubbs for the certified experts at Highlands Ranch Travel. Whether you need airfare, hotel, and rental car, or it's that cruise you've always dreamed about, Highlands Ranch Travel has been around more than 30 years. No matter where you live, they'll help you book everything, even side excursions. Some vacation packages even have veteran discounts available. Easiest online, hrtvl.com. That's hrtvl.com. Highlands Ranch Travel, hrtvl.com. A proud sponsor of the American Veteran Show. On behalf of Mountain Time Media, I want to thank you for supporting our projects over the years. From the American Veteran Show to our documentary films, now support my latest book, They Said, They Said. It is the sad, explosive story of the death of Kate Rafferty Petraco in Adams County last summer. The coroner and sheriff's deputies say it was suicide, but Kate's family is convinced she was murdered. It's a saga of two powerful Colorado families that involved domestic violence, addiction, an affair with the Adams County District Attorney, and allegations of government corruption. At the heart of the story, two twins and a custody battle. It's my second book, They Said, They Said, You Decide What Happened. The book They Said, They Said, available now in ebook and paperback at Amazon.com. A portion of the proceeds go directly to the Crisis Center in Douglas County. They Said, They Said at Amazon.com. And thank you for your support. Make spring spicy with our friend Danny Cash and his hot sauce, Danny Cash Hot Sauce, the place to shop in Denver for unique drink mixes, salsas, barbecue, and, of course, tons of hot sauce. They've got a variety of heat temperatures for you and flavors for just about any palate. Try Danny's best seller and first sauce from 20 years back, the Garlic Serrano Hot Sauce. So good and so versatile. Summer's coming. They're loaded with several different barbecue sauces as well. See them in the River Point Shopping Center, Hamden and Santa Fe. Tell them Stefan sent you dannycash.com. Welcome back to the American Veteran Show. We continue now with Stephan Tubbs. Glad you're with us. And last week, of course, last Monday, the 78th anniversary of D-Day. Now, even though it was almost a week ago, felt that it was the right thing. We, we talked a lot about it from a historical perspective last week. And the second half of this week's program, we'll, we'll kind of do the same. Uh, Ronald Reagan coming up with his incredible speech at Point Dohoc. But just this past Monday, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, at least he did something, try not to be political, but it was not until 8.45 Eastern time on Monday evening that the president of the United States put out a tweet marking 78 years since D-Day. 
You can criticize, of course. There's almost an entire day you could. At the end of the day, he, in fact, did tweet out. And uh, in Normandy itself, uh, General Mark Milley, the Joint Chiefs of Staff Chair, Army General, well, he likened the Normandy invasion to Ukraine's fight against Russia. That has definitely raised some eyebrows. And there you have it, that from last Monday. But it was on the 40th anniversary in 1984, the great communicator in France. All of these men were part of a roll call of honor with names that spoke of a pride as bright as the colors they bore. The Royal Winnipeg Rifles, Poland's 24th Lancers, the Royal Scots Fusiliers, the Screaming Eagles, the Yeoman of England's Armored Divisions, the forces of free France, the Coast Guard's matchbox fleet, and you, the American Rangers. Forty summers have passed since the battle that you fought here. You were young the day you took these cliffs. Some of you were hardly more than boys with the deepest joys of life before you. Yet you risked everything here. Why? Why did you do it? Well, what impelled you to put aside the instinct for self-preservation and risk your lives to take these cliffs? What inspired all the men of the armies that met here? We look at you and somehow we know the answer. It was faith and belief. It was loyalty and love. The men of Normandy had faith that what they were doing was right, faith that they fought for all humanity, faith that a just God would grant them mercy on this beachhead or on the next. It was the deep knowledge, and pray God we have not lost it, that there is a profound moral difference between the use of force for liberation and the use of force for conquest. You were here to liberate, not to conquer, and so you and those others did not doubt your cause, and you were right not to doubt you all knew that some things are worth dying for. One's country is worth dying for, and democracy is worth dying for, because it's the most deeply honorable form of government ever devised by man. All of you loved liberty. All of you were willing to fight tyranny. And you knew the people of your countries were behind you. The Americans who fought here that morning New word of the invasion was spreading through the darkness back home. They fought or felt in their hearts, though they couldn't know in fact, that in Georgia they were filling the churches at 4 a.m. In Kansas they were kneeling on their porches and praying. And in Philadelphia they were ringing the Liberty Bell. Something else helped the men of D-Day. The rock-hard belief that Providence would have a great hand in the events that would unfold here, that God was an ally in this great cause. And so the night before the invasion, when Colonel Wolverton asked his parachute troops to kneel with him in prayer, he told them, do not bow your heads, but look up so you can see God and ask his blessing in what we are about to do. Also that night, General Matthew Ridgway on his cot, listening in the darkness for the promise God made to Joshua, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. These are the things that impelled them. 
These are the things that shaped the unity of the Allies. When the war was over, there were lives to be rebuilt and governments to be returned to the people. There were nations to be reborn. Above all, there was a new peace to be assured. These were huge and daunting tasks, but the Allies summoned strength from the faith, belief, loyalty, and love of those who fell here. They rebuilt a new Europe together. There was first a great reconciliation among those who had been enemies, all of whom had suffered so greatly. The United States did its part, creating the Marshall Plan to help rebuild our allies and our former enemies. The Marshall Plan led to the Atlantic Alliance, a great alliance that serves to this day as our shield for freedom, for prosperity, and for peace. In spite of our great efforts and successes, not all that followed the end of the war was happier planned. Some liberated countries were lost. The great sadness of this loss echoes down to our own time in the streets of Warsaw, Prague, and East Berlin. The Soviet troops that came to the center of this continent did not leave when peace came. They're still there, uninvited, unwanted, unyielding, almost 40 years after the war. Because of this, Allied forces still stand on this continent. Today, as 40 years ago, our armies are here for only one purpose, to protect and defend democracy. The only territories we hold are memorials like this one and graveyards where our heroes rest. We in America have learned bitter lessons from two world wars. It is better to be here ready to protect the peace than to take blind shelter across the sea, rushing to respond only after freedom is lost. We've learned that isolationism never was and never will be an acceptable response to tyrannical governments with an expansionist intent. But we try always to be prepared for peace, prepared to deter aggression, prepared to negotiate the reduction of arms, and yes, prepared to reach out again in the spirit of reconciliation. In truth, there is no reconciliation we would welcome more than a reconciliation with the Soviet Union, so together we can listen, lessen the risk of war now and forever. It's fitting to remember here the great losses also suffered by the Russian people during World War II. Twenty million perished, a terrible price that testifies to all the world the necessity of ending war. I tell you from my heart that we in the United States do not want war. We want to wipe from the face of the earth the terrible weapons that man now has in his hands. And I tell you, we are ready to seize that beachhead. We look for some sign from the Soviet Union that they are willing to move forward, that they share our desire and love for peace, and that they will give up the ways of conquest. There must be a changing there that will allow us to turn our hope into action. We will pray forever that someday that changing will come. But for now, particularly today, it is good and fitting to renew our commitment to each other, to our freedom, and to the alliance that protects it. We're bound today by what bound us 40 years ago, the same loyalties, traditions, and beliefs. We're bound by reality. 
The strength of America's allies is vital to the United States, and the American security guarantee is essential to the continued freedom of Europe's democracies. We were with you then. We are with you now. Your hopes are our hopes, and your destiny is our destiny. Here in this place, where the West held together, let us make a vow to our dead. Let us show them by our actions that we understand what they died for. Let our actions say to them the words for which Matthew Ridgway listened, I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Strengthened by their courage, heartened by their value, and borne by their memory, let us continue to stand for the ideals for which they lived and died. Thank you very much, and God bless you all. The late Ronald Reagan at Point Dohoc in 1984, the 44th anniversary of D-Day. We'll wrap things up. A prayer from then-President Franklin Roosevelt. We'll have that next. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. News Talk 710. J-Dog Junk Removal and Hauling is your source for junk hauling, decluttering, demolition, cleanouts, and e-waste recycling. Whether it's clearing out an entire home, one room, or commercial space, J-Dog provides the best service at very competitive prices. Trust J-Dog to haul it out without you having to lift a thing. They are veteran-owned, operated, and hiring. Visit them at veteran-junkbizco.com. That's veteran-junkbizco.com. Hi, it's Stefan Tubbs. For my friends at 888 Heating, it is that time of year where your AC is just about to suck you dry. Don't get ripped off. Get your AC unit checked out. Don't have it use tons of energy and then you're eventually paying for. Get with our friends, our trusted team at 888 Heating and Air. Their $88 performance check ensures your system is in great, excellent working order and, of course, optimizing energy use. Because older units can be the biggest energy consumers, right now, 888 has a limited time offer of $2,088 off any new AC or furnace installations, which may mean the purchase of a new unit this spring, and it'll start saving you money right away. 888 installs only American Standard Units, the best in the industry, at the best price. They'll go the distance for you. They've certainly done it for me. Visit 888heating.com for easy scheduling. Their team is professional. You'll get texts ahead of time and a picture of the tech that comes to your home. Tell them Stefan sent you 888 heating.com you've seen the damage you've seen the graffiti you've seen enough to make you sick is this the denver you want of course not and we are going to expose it and make change mountain time media is unfortunately proud to present our latest film denver in decay will unveil the ugly truth about the city in 2020. Denver in Decay, a Stephen Tubbs film, because enough is enough. Denver in Decay. Stay tuned. On behalf of Mountain Time Media, I want to thank you for supporting our projects over the years. From the American Veteran Show to our documentary films, now support my latest book, They Said, They Said. It is the sad, explosive story of the death of Kate Rafferty Petraco in Adams County last summer. The coroner and sheriff's deputies say it was suicide, but Kate's family is convinced she was murdered. It's a saga of two powerful Colorado families that involved domestic violence, addiction, an affair with the Adams County 
County District Attorney and allegations of government corruption. At the heart of the story, two twins and a custody battle. It's my second book, They Said, They Said, You Decide What Happened. The book They Said, They Said, available now in ebook and paperback at Amazon.com. A portion of the proceeds go directly to the Crisis Center in Douglas County. They Said, They Said at Amazon.com. And thank you for your support. Hi, this is Mark Otter, president of MLH Services and co-founder and president of the Veterans Business Network. MLH Services is a service-disabled veteran-owned business that offers unique marketing services to both large and small businesses. We provide distributive marketing services, including strategic to tactical marketing, print-on-demand, a full line of creative and design services, plus ordering and fulfillment capabilities. Where does the Veterans Business Network fit in? Well, most people don't know that there are 3 million veteran-owned businesses in the U.S. There are more than 42,000 right here in Colorado. We created the VBN to help veteran and service-disabled veteran-owned businesses to grow. Our newly revised website provides the opportunity for these companies to join our community and buy or sell their products and services with each other. Find out more at mlh-services.com or thevbn.us. That's mlh-services.com or thevbn.us. News Talk 710. KNUS. Listen live on Odyssey. This is the American Veteran Show, online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephen Tubbs. We wrap up the program this week with, once again, this past Monday, I know, almost a week ago, but the 78th anniversary of D-Day, the beginning of Operation Overlord. We played your last segment, the 40th anniversary speech by President Reagan. Coming up, a prayer that was done right around June 6th, 1944. I believe it was the next day by FDR, June 7th. But first, more reporting from that day that changed the world. This is Robert St. John in the NBC newsroom in New York. This is a momentous hour in world history. This is the invasion of Hitler's Europe. Today, a hero's welcome for the greatest generation. We have Walter Stowe, U.S. City! Walter Stowe, like so many at the time, doctored his birth certificate to join the military when he was 15 years old. How do you feel to be here, sir? Uh, Humbled and astonished and grateful. Hitler's Nazi Germany had occupied France for four years. The massive D-Day invasion liberated France and eventually Europe. But the cost was steep. We'll see you on the beach. As depicted in the movie Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> on this beach alone, codenamed Omaha, in just 24 hours, 3,000 casualties. Along the 50-mile coast, D-Day cost the U.S. and our allies more than 4,400 lives. Almost twice the number of Americans who died in Afghanistan over a span of 20 years. What's it feel like putting your shoes back on the sand? <laughs> it's eerie. It's eerie to be here? It is. It is very eerie oh, to yeah. be here. Jake Larson waded to shore in water up to his chin. I said, God, what am I doing here? What the hell? I can't see anybody to shoot at, but I ran. I weighed 120 pounds at 5'7", and I said, thank God 
the Germans aren't good at shooting toothpicks. <laughs> uh, I, 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 honestly, I was thinking that. At 99, Jake now shares his message on, yes, TikTok. You TikTok fans, you, you just keep me going. Social media fame, allowing Jake to ensure... Those who died defeating Hitler are not forgotten. I feel their presence right now. Their souls are right here, witnessing this. And what are they telling us? They're telling me, thank you, Jake. Thank you for coming and, and telling the world that th this is where we were killed. And if we call you a hero? No, I'm, I'm not the hero. I'm here to tell you that the heroes are buried over here. Here in Normandy, no matter age, everyone knows what America did for their freedom. I think they're brave, um, courageous, and nice. The message is protect our freedom. Honor these heroes that have given their life at a young age. Honor these people. Don't honor me. Give the message. Mm. That courtesy of NBC News from Normandy. And finally, we wrap up a prayer from the president in 1944. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the United States. My fellow Americans, last night when I spoke with you about the fall of Rome, I knew at that moment that troops of the United States and our allies were crossing the channel in another and greater operation. It has come to pass with success thus far. And so, in this poignant hour, I ask you to join with me in prayer. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation, this day have set upon a mighty endeavor, a struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Lead them straight and true. Give strength to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessings. Their road will be long and hard. For the enemy is strong. He may hurl back our forces. Success may not come with rushing speed, but we shall return again and again. And we know that by thy grace and by the righteousness of our cause, our sons will triumph. They will be sore tried by night and by day, without rest, until the victory is won. The darkness will be rent by noise and flame. Men's souls will be shaken with the violences of war. For these men are lately drawn from the ways of peace. They fight not for the lust of conquest. They fight to end conquest. They fight to liberate. 
They fight to let justice arise and tolerance and goodwill among all thy people. They yearn but for the end of battle, for their return to the haven of home. Some will never return. Embrace these, Father, and receive them, thy heroic servants, into thy kingdom. And for us at home, fathers, mothers, children, wives, sisters, and brothers of brave men overseas, whose thoughts and prayers are ever with them, help us, almighty God, to rededicate ourselves in renewed faith in thee in this hour of great sacrifice. Many people have urged that I call the nation into a single day of special prayer. But because the road is long and the desire is great, I ask that our people devote themselves in a continuance of prayer as we rise to each new day and again when each day is spent let words of prayer be on our lips invoking thy help to our efforts give us strength too strengthen our daily tasks to redouble the contributions we make in the physical and the material support of our armed forces. And let our hearts be stout to wait out the long travel, to bear sorrows that may come, to impart our courage unto our sons, wheresoever they may be. And, O oh Lord, give us faith Give us faith in thee, faith in our sons, faith in each other, faith in our united crusade. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, from June 6th, 7th of 1944. A perfect way to end our program this week and a perfect message for a Sunday. Thank you so much for your time for producer Michael Arpaio. I'm Stephen Tubbs. We'll be back on the regular program 3 to 7 Mountain Time tomorrow. Have a great week ahead and remember our troops. The American Veteran Show is a copyrighted production of Mountain Time Media Group, LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit AmericanVeteranShow.com. Join us next week for another edition of The American Veteran Show. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. 
Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.